0: The Blaze Radio Network, on demand. Glenn
1: Beck. Anthony Bourdain, gifted storyteller, the writer who took CNN viewers around the world has died. He is he was 61 years old. He died at his own hand. CNN confirmed. It is with extraordinary sadness we confirm the death of our friend and our colleague Anthony Bourdain. His love of great adventure, new friends, fine food, drink, remarkable stories of the world made him a unique storyteller. His talents never cease to amaze us, and we'll miss him very much. Our thoughts and prayers are with his daughter and his family at this incredibly difficult time. Bourdain was in France. He was working on an upcoming episode of uh, Parts Unknown. His close friend Eric, the French chef, Found Bourdain unresponsive at his hospital room early this morning. What's happening to us? Kate Spade took her own life, hung herself with a scarf. There is a crisis that is happening. By the way, please, if you're in this situation, please hear my voice. I have been there. I know. I know how tired you are of hearing people say, just get over it. Just be happy. Go see a movie. I don't know. What do you like to do? Why don't you start doing more of what you like to do? And know how tired you are of hearing that. And how tired you are of screaming in your head. There is a suicide hotline. If you are thinking that, please call 800-273-TALK. 800-273-TALK. The lines are staffed with paid professionals, unpaid volunteers. Most of them have gone through it. For any of us who have gone through this, We know what it feels like. We know that it makes sense to you. I can't tell you how many days I honestly thought my family will be much better off without me. Everyone will be better off without me and I can't take the pain anymore. Even people with physical pain I've had both I've had physical pain in the last five years that I have looked at my wife with tears in my eyes and said I can't take it another day it's not the same You're going to see a lot about this when Anthony Bourdain because this one's going to hit close to home to the press. They will be searching for answers because they knew him and he seemed happy. I mean, he was always saying, what makes you happy? He was doing the job that they would all love to do. He was successful. Do You see, Kate Spade's husband came out and he said, there was no, there's no truth to the rumor that she took her life because of business. Suicide rates have increased by 25% in the United States. 25%. 25 states, half of the United States, has seen a rise in suicide by more than 30%. We understand the... No, we don't. We all talk a good game about the suicides that are happening with our soldiers but they're invisible to us we we don't want to look we don't want to look we forget what we're capable of we forget who we really are and when you are in clinical depression the the mind is your biggest enemy because it knows you better than you know it's than you know you. It knows every single trap door, it knows every excuse, it knows every problem, and when it is off balance, it convinces you 100% that it is you and you try everything you can. Wine, women, song, anything you can to alleviate the pain and you do anything you can to find the source of what is making you unhappy for a long time. And I would guess that Anthony Bourdain, he went to all of these regions all over the world because he was looking for something. His questions were always, what makes you happy? What makes you happy? That's not a question, as we probably can figure now, that a reporter asks. That a guy travels into the jungles and goes all over the world and always asks that question, what makes you happy? He was searching Searching for the missing piece of him. People can understand being depressed. People can understand being bummed out. People can understand, hey, just get over it. But if you've gotten to the point to where suicide makes sense, you know that's insane. You don't while you're thinking of it. But you right now know that's insane. That's not, that's not, no rational person thinks that way. Everything in you is built to stop you from doing it. You know how you walk on, you know, you're, you're on the Empire State Building or you're, you're someplace near an edge and your butt even clenches. That, that, that's your butt saying, back up. Every part of your body. Tells you when you're in danger, everything inside, everything in your mind, every sense, alarm bells go off. You're in danger. You're in trouble. Back away. So how could you put a gun in your mouth? How could you possibly tie a scarf around your neck and hang yourself? because something is suppressing something is suppressing that that mechanism of madness there is nothing Different between Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, and our kids that are killing each other. It's the same madness. Perhaps. The difference is we were lucky enough with Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain that their madness only thought that other people had value and only they did not. there is something wrong there is something deeply and profoundly wrong in our society and we have fleeting moments just fractions of seconds to where that in that window opens up and our guard is down and we're not fighting about things. There's this, this moment that we can open up and go, oh my gosh, there is something really wrong. By the end of the day, experts will have all of their expert talking points. We will have all kinds of stats thrown at us our eyes will glaze over or we will think, oh, well, they know somebody's doing something. Why do you think the opioid crisis is so crazy right now? There's a hole in each of us. And people are looking instead of for an answer, They are instead looking for something to cover that hole. Because too many of us are afraid to look down into that abyss. We are too afraid to look inside of ourselves because even the strongest among us are terrified that if we look inside, there's not really anything of real value in there. According to Redfin, homes sold faster than ever in April 2018. Prices rose at 7.6% to a new median high of $302,000. Now, this is the first time the national median home price has surpassed the 300,000 mark for most Americans. Their home is the biggest investment that they're ever going to make. This is why we built real estate agents. I Trust.com. working with a right agent can make a significant difference in the outcome of buying or selling. This is, this is one thing that I am really truly proud of. This is one thing that we really built right. And it's really making a difference in people's lives, not just not just the business transaction, but we get letters all the time from people who say, "I, I, I miss my real estate agent. They were so great." We have real estate agents that, uh, honestly, there was this 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 um, woman up in uh, I think she was in Spokane, and she just needed help selling her home. She needed uh, you know some she needed curb appeal. The real estate agent came out. From realestateagentsitrust.com and on their own time, just worked with her in the garden and worked painting the house and working, getting it in shape. She didn't get any more money for it. She's just, they're just good people. Our agents are fully vetted and handpicked for their team, uh, for, their, for their knowledge, for their track record, for their skill. They know how much your home is worth in your area. Thousands of families have already tried this out and sold their house or bought a new one at a great price. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Sell your home now, fast and for the for, for the the uh, most amount of money. It's realestateagentsitrust.com.
2: There's a really interesting explanation there, Glenn, of talking about Anthony Bourdain, who apparently committed suicide. We had the Kate Spade suicide this week. And I... It, as someone who has never, thank God, struggled with something like that, it's completely not understandable to me. I, I, can't, I, I can't grasp what would bring you to that point.
1: I, that, saw, I saw a tweet last night about Kate Spade that said, well, that's just what weak-minded people do. Really? Really? That's what weak-minded people well, do? I mean, not to defend
2: that point, which is kind of mean. But it's like, it's, it does seem completely foreign to, I think, a lot of people. I know, like, I've always heard this of like, you know, someone that goes through, you saw this in the the 1987 Wall Street crash, right? Where Mm -hmm. the the rumor was that people were killing themselves all over because they lost their entire fortune, everything they were for. And, And every time I hear those things, I'm just like, well, how is that? How have you decided that that is the end all be all of your life, your value?
1: There's a difference, though, between like a crash something that happens fast mm-hmm. and for instance the crash <clears throat> the crash you're on wall street <clears throat> this happened in 2000 uh, 2007 in new canaan where i used to live there was a crash literally i was the only one who kept my house on the street <laughs> right okay yeah. i lived in a town that was almost all wall street they all lost their house So you can, you would lose your identity, your home. You would think you're going to ruin your family. It's the end of the world. I can't get out of this hold. uh, But logically, you know, that's not true, right? Like losing a home is not the end of your life. Correct. 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 Even losing your family is not the end of your life. I don't think that that, I, I think it's different. I could be wrong, but I think it's different. It's more complex when it's a slow decline. Right. When there's a fast shock, mm-hmm. you can see somebody who leans a certain way or has put their their value in something else and feels totally trapped, you know, and you just don't know what to do. Remember, remember the uh, Netflix um, uh, special where they we, we just talked about oh, yeah. that a couple of months ago yeah,
2: where, they, where they try to get people to kill
1: someone within like an hour and they right. were able to, you know, You're able to do yeah. it. OK, that's not, that's not rational. That's insane. But that's just, I've got my back against the wall. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you just make a rash, stupid decision. That's different than clinical depression. Right. Clinical depression is, is there is no regulator. There's, no, there's nothing, it's normal to have a bad day. Now, think of, think of this as you have a bad day. But then the next day you're feeling a little better or later in the day or you know a week later sure. you're starting to feel better think of this as an elevator that only goes down only goes down there is nothing in your chemicals nothing in your your brain nothing that naturally goes okay you're all right because it, it's it's more than psychological it is chemical yeah so the elevator just keeps going down lower and lower and lower and lower Now, think about how bad you feel at the worst moment. You haven't had a good day in clinical depression. Sometimes for years, you have not felt that. So you're at the end of your rope. But the more important part is you're arguing with you. Yeah, that
2: that, that was the part that I think... Help me understand that a little bit because everybody has that, right? You're, you're arguing with your own, in your own head of what you should do. If there's something you know you shouldn't do mm-hmm. and you find yourself occasionally giving into it, whether it's, you know, everything from, you know, an extra drink uh, to, uh, you know, some other type of addiction, even food, right? If you're trying to eat healthy, I know this happens with me all the time because uh, as many could see, I don't eat healthy, but you get through multiple weeks of eating healthy and then there's one night and you know someone just pops over unexpectedly let's order a pizza and you're like yeah I mean ah, look I mean I didn't even expect this to happen this is and you go through an ar- a set of arguments that convinces you this time
1: it's okay for me it is there is no difference between the the alcohol and the bowl of ice cream in my mind the way I justified it so Mm. I would get up every morning and I would say with alcohol, I'm just, I'm not going to drink today, today. I'm just not going to do it today. But by the end of the day, I had found a reason and it was very logical. Today was really hard. Today was just, I got beat up so badly. I'm just tired. I'll do this tomorrow. (coughs) Today. I just need, I'm just going to have this drink. T- today, I'm just going to have that bowl of ice cream. It's been a really hard day. I just... And it makes total sense to you. But you've failed yourself. And that failure every day begins to build and grind on you. And you start to say, you're worthless. You're not capable of anything. You are so pathetically weak. And you create what you think. Glenn back mercury this
2: is the Glenn Beck program
1: every time every time there is a an overdose or a suicide you will hear all kinds of talking heads and uh, and all kinds of anchors who are searching for answers what could have been done what could have been done when it comes to alcoholism nothing Nothing, Drugs. Nothing. Unless that person is reaching out for help. Nothing. It, it has to come from within when it comes to suicide. I mentioned yesterday. Bobby Drees. Guy I haven't talked to in I don't know how long. Years. He saved my life. He saved my life. I was I was headed toward a bridge abutment with my name on it. I just didn't have the courage to do it, but I was headed in that direction. Every day I would drive by it. Please, Lord, give me the strength just to drive my car into this bridge abutment. And I'm looking to I'm looking for anything that makes me feel good and everything alcohol, drugs, etc., would make me feel worse. It would make me feel better temporarily, and then it would make me feel worse. Couldn't get out of the cycle. I told Bobby We were we worked together, and I said, Bobby, I'm 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 leaving. I'm just I'm just going away," he said. "Where are you going?" I said. "I don't know," and he said, "What do you What do you mean?" And I said, "I don't know. I just i i the, just everything is falling apart on me, and I just I have to get away from from all of these problems here, and I'm just making things worse. And I just I gotta go." Now he had been suicidal. A lesser man probably would have said that doesn't make any sense come on glenn let's just come on come on let's go out and have a drink or come on let's do something together or just sleep on it you're gonna be better he knew just by the way i was talking this isn't reasonable he said will you come with me first someplace i said where he said come just come with me and meet my doctor at the hospital And I said, I'm not going to a hospital. I have, Bobby, you don't know. I'm causing all of these problems. I'm doing these things. He said, oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. Just come with me to the hospital. And I remember going with him. I don't remember the hospital. I, I I just remember the room and the doctor looking at me with compassion and saying, it's not you. It's not you. After some tests were done and they were just talking to me, just, you know, talking to me. It's not you. Please give this a try. And I remember, I don't even know, it was like a fog lifted. It was within two, three weeks. Fog lifted. And I remember brushing my teeth in the morning and looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, where have you been? Talking to myself. Where where has this good Glenn been? Where is this optimistic? Where where have you been? People don't understand that when I when I sobered up. This is ten years after uh, being suicidal. When I sobered up, a good friend of mine. Jim Lago, who does Mornings in Corpus Christi. He he said to me, Glenn, when you least expect it, expect it. I said, What do you mean? He said, You're going to want to drink. And I said, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm 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 getting a you know, I used to drink at five o'clock, and so I'm 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 gonna stay busy at five o'clock. He said, Yeah, 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 whatever when you least expect it expect it he said because your brain you know you're down you know if you've ever been to a psychiatrist or or even a dentist when the dentist says to you are you are you flossing every day and you know what the answer is no well yes you know i i haven't for a little while now but why are you lying to them The same thing happens to many people as they go to seek help at a psychiatrist. They're willing to go so far, but there's a sub-basement that they know that the doctor doesn't know, but they do. They're never going that. They'll give the doctor enough. Why they're lying to the doctor, why they are, are wasting their time, the doctor's time, their money, I don't know. But we've all done it, and anybody who has been to psychotherapy has done it for sure. I'm just not going there. Well, that's where your brain is living. Your brain knows all of that. Your brain knows the tricks that you play, the excuses that you make. It knows every single back door to you. It knows your tricks because it's you. And so you find yourself arguing with you. It knows the worst things when you're trying to talk yourself out of it and saying, no, I'm really not. It will remind you of the worst things you've ever done. And it'll even expand on those things beyond what they were. Five years in to sobriety. There was a day that I was I was was just like, screw it. I'm gonna drink, and as soon as I said that to myself, my breath was taken away <gasps> because I remembered my friend's words: "When you least expected, expect it." That day, my excuse made sense. That day, I had I had realized then, oh my gosh, I have spent the last few weeks just building a case that this is reasonable. That this time it is different. I didn't do that. The sub-basement of my brain was doing that. It was convincing me. It was churning. It was plotting against me. That's who you're in an argument with all the time. And you know that. Your better self, your worse self. You're in that inner dialogue. Now imagine you're coming to that gunfight completely unarmed that's what happens when people have clinical depression you are walking into a gunfight and you got you got nothing you're naked and there's not even a rock around you to throw i find it f- fascinating because people will say kate spade She had everything. People will say Anthony Bourdain, he was at the height, he had won every award, he had this show that everybody, you know, in TV news wanted to do. He was he was famous. He got to travel the world. That should tell us something, America. That should tell us something. That ain't it. That is not what life is about. That's not what makes you happy. In fact, the more success you have, the worse it gets. Because if you're feeling this way when you have nothing, if you are capable of Holding on long enough and then being successful, you think it's the next job that's going to make you happy. It's the next car. It's the next house. It's the next wife. It's the next whatever. It's the next stop in the middle of the jungle. I This time I'm going to go to China and I'm going to have dog head soup. And this is the one where it's all going to come together for me. Kate Spade, she sold What, 59% of her company? What did she sell it for? $2 billion? How could she possibly be unhappy? Because it's not about fame. It's not about fortune. It's about finding meaning and who we really are. Question with boldness even the very existence of God for there be a God. He must surely rather honest questioning over blindfolded fear. I've always told you that story. As the way I found God. But it's. Much more important. To me than that. If you've read my book. The Christmas Sweater. That dream happened to me. And I think it was divine. I was at the end of my rope. I was trying to sober up. I had done everything that I could, but I wasn't making any progress. And in my own head, there was the good Glenn saying, you got to look further. You got to go deeper. And the typical Glenn said, please, your mom's death and all of that stuff. It's old news. You're over it. It's no big deal. Everybody has problems. Get over it grow up the part of me that was rejecting people saying to me get over it I was saying that to myself when when myself said dig deeper I was unwilling to because I was afraid I was afraid that there was nothing there I wasn't afraid that there was a worse guy there. I was afraid there was nothing there, that I really was this, this kid that was still afraid of being himself. I was afraid that there, was, that there wasn't anything good. There wasn't anything remarkable. There was, there was just nothing. And I refused to look. Question with boldness even the very existence of God. For if there be a God. He must surely rather honest questions over blindfolded fear. Of course. The only way a flower can grow is if there's rain. We avoid the rain. We avoid the storms of our life. Because no good will come of that. All good will come from that. Appreciate the storm of your life. Look at what the storm of your life will teach you. But it takes incredible courage. And if you are someone who is depressed, you're at the end of your courage. I am sorry. I feel like I have wasted 45 minutes. trying to explain to people who have not gone through this what it feels like to go through this. And most of you, and I thank God for this, will never go through it. I should have spent my time talking directly to someone who is going through it now. Please. There is a reason you are listening to me right now. Please. Do not dismiss this opportunity. There is hope. There is a glorious, glorious... It is the difference between the first part of The Wizard of Oz and when Dorothy hits Oz and she opens that door. It is color. I know all of the color, all of the good, all of all of the sunshine all of the good feelings it is gone for you right now it doesn't feel like any anything is going to change but it does it does life is about to get so good for you just please reach out for help All right, so uh, now's a good time of the year in Dallas because it's uh, like we're living, mm, I don't know, under a flamethrower, maybe. I'm not sure what a flamethrower feels like, um, but it's probably, I mean, it's probably pretty close to what it feels like living here in uh, Dallas. It's, you know, it's a little warmer here, Um, but... You're not going outside unless, I mean, this is the time where you go outside and uh, even your pool is hot. It's nasty. Now, throw in the glory of the allergy season. Oh, man, there's nothing better. Welcome to Texas. Anyway, Filter By can help you. They can help you make sure that your air conditioning is not overtaxed and it's not going to go down at a time like this. Also, they can help filter the air to make sure that all of the pollen stays out of the air that you breathe. Your air conditioning unit is working overtime right now. Make sure you keep a fresh set of filters. In your system and you can find them at filter by right now america's leading provider of hvac filters for homes and small businesses they have over 600 sizes they ship for free within 24 hours they're all made right here in america and they even have auto delivery and that'll knock five percent off the order if if you just you know like your life to be made a little easier who doesn't save time save money breathe better make sure your air conditioning system is pampered a bit Cause you need it. Filterbuy.com. That's filterb u y dot com. I don't agree with the idea
2: that that's a wasted half an hour. It's it's a, it's an idea that it convinces me a little bit you know, that it's could be more common like it's not a foreign illness it's not yeah. ebola it's the common cold
1: people could go through it and it's i think you spent a lot of time understanding making that understandable i think the common cold is a good example it is spreading its flu glenn, season back. in america mercury glenn back well forget the kim summit going down in just a few days the real fireworks are happening at the g7 well at least over twitter President Trump and Macron came out swinging over social media um, yesterday. This year's gathering of the richest nations of the world and their privilege, otherwise known as the Group of Seven or G7, is setting up to be uh, less like the gathering of lords and ladies and more like Lord of the Flies. It's a street brawl. Now, here's just a couple of the haymakers uh, thrown yesterday. First one comes from the French. The American president may not mind being isolated, uh, but uh, neither do we mind signing a six-country agreement if need be. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, freshie Freshman is getting a little testy. The president took that shot on the jaw and counterpunched with his own uppercut, saying... Why isn't the European Union and Canada informing the public that for years they have used massive trade tariffs and non-monetary trade barriers against the U.S.? Totally unfair to our farmers, workers, and companies. Take down your tariffs and barriers, or we'll more than match you. Oh, boy. Apparently, President Trump debated whether or not even bothering showing up to the G-Summit this year, which I think is a really good thing. I mean nobody agrees with what he's doing so what's the point I don't agree with the tariffs that he's doing, you know, the trade war or that he's even flirting with one, it's not what we need to be doing but, I agree with one thing, who really gives a crap about the G7 by all means, skip it I mean, watch a movie something, something else could be easily replacing your time I love President Macron's Twitter threat let me uh, let me requote again uh, neither do we mind signing a six country agreement if it need be oh hang on that could be bad but i'm just right now trying to figure out a single agreement that the g7 signed that had any real impact like ever i got a better question what the heck is it that the, these guys do The original group of seven was formed in the 70s after the collapse of the exchange rate in 1971. They came together in a crisis, but they've done a whole lot of nothing ever since. The group has now become an elaborate meeting where the lords and ladies, lords and ladies, may I present. Oh, shut up. It just—they just show how awesome they are. Then they get together for a photo, <laughs> snap some selfies with their peers before catching their flight back home. But addressing real problems like the collapsing Italian economy, nah. Address the global debt crisis that we all started in 2008? Nope. No no let, let's let, 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 let's do this. We'll uh, get dressed up uh, in ridiculous clothes and go on a fox hunt instead. Oh, fox hunt. I can tell you where the foxes are hiding. No. Oh. By the way, the meeting is being held in Canada this year. Get a load of what the uh, our neighbors up north have established as this year's G7 agenda. To advance gender equality fight climate change, and promote respect for diversity and inclusion. (laughs) Uh, Okay, thanks, Canada. Thank you. Thank you for just putting a little bit of frosting on this cake and reminding me just how ridiculous, irrelevant this whole G7 uh, uh, summit has really become. Oh, climate change it's the friday june 8th you're listening to the glenbeck program diversity, uh? <laughs> i am gender fluid right now and have i got some fluids for you <laughs> oh my gosh welcome to the program mr bill o'reilly how are you sir you know, your Macron imitation
0: bag has got a little Mexican in it. <laughs> Does it?
1: You know, I, I thought, oh, oh, you know, you what? Dingo, <laughs> don't need no, that is a totally different. Every in every language, somebody goes, ah, oh, oh, got you. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program. Uh, where am I wrong on the G7 summit?
0: Well, it, it does matter to the American people that we get hosed in our trade deals all over the world. And as always, you know, Trump goes in there and he sees eight years of Barack Obama and then eight years before that of George W. Bush doing absolutely nothing and having these unbelievable trade imbalances rise and rise and rise. So it's Trump isn't wrong by saying that the United States gets hammered in trade with all of these foreign countries. He's right. We do. But then he goes in, and and instead of saying to them, look, we can do it the hard way or the easy way, you know, the easy way is that you do take firm steps and and take more of our goods, Uh, or I can threaten tariffs and uh, threaten to come over and uh, build a golf course in your country. You know, that kind of
1: thing. Um, they that, I would like that one better than tariffs. Yeah, hey, I mean, Canada, you know, no, would scare uh, he's going to sure. start building golf courses.
0: But uh, you're right, and Americans don't care. They don't know what G7 is. I feel sorry for Putin. It used to be G8.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, but once Putin's uh, murder rate got over 100,000, they booted him out. Right, um, right. So it's the G7, and they're up there, and, and they're all inclusive except for
1: Vladimir. No, do, you mind, do you mind? Do you mind if it was the? Mean, would you mind if it was yeah. the G six? Who do you want to boot? Us, us. Uh, I don't. You know, look.
0: All I want is good things for the American people and the economy here. Right. I think ultimately Trump will get his uh, better trade status. Already, China says, "Well, we'll we'll buy ninety billion dollars more a year of U.S. goods already." And he'll get that up to like 125 or something like that. So that, and then he'll drop the tariffs. That's what he always does. And and so the Europeans are saber rattling for their own people. They know that they'll make a deal. Uh, Trump may have to get an LBGT person to make the deal for him. <laughs> um, that's all he's got to do is bring in that uh, somebody of that stature. So listen and, to and Bill uh, O'Reilly
1: like to forgetting the key, for Bill O'Reilly once again with his hate, forgetting leaving off leaving off the queue for questioning. There's two queues now. So, you know, he's got the first queue, but not the second queue. Okay. Oh my gosh. Bill O'Reilly. Um uh, Bill, uh I am I am I am more concerned about the tariffs uh than than you are, yes. of course. Uh however, I will tell you there's something else going on that Trump has, you know, that, that Trump is uh, capable of using, um, and that is the sell-off of the balance sheet from the Fed. It is killing countries all around the world, and they're getting a double whammy right now. Should we do anything about the- I don't think we should, but do you think we should do anything about the sell-off of the Fed for the chase of U.S. dollars?
0: This is unbelievable macroeconomics by Glenn Beck, everyone. Are you Are you? Processing this. This is incredible. <laughs> I have no blanket idea, Beck. I don't even know what you said. Wow. It's
1: wow. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm a geek on this, and I know I'm a geek yeah, on this.
0: I'm very impressive. Yeah. Can you do it in your Macron accent? Oh, of course I can. Anything?
1: You are uh, sucking up and soaking up all of the reserve currency. We cannot afford to lose these dollars. Hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Bill, let me um, uh, let me go to this. Yeah. Um, your, your latest tweet has been on the Inspector General Michael Horowitz. Give me yeah. your thoughts.
0: Uh, this is uh, such a dodge. So um, next Thursday, Trump's birthday, the Justice Department finally going to put out its report, only it's not going to put out its full report, just the Hillary Clinton stuff, not the Russian collusion stuff. I'm going, wait a minute, how long do you need to put out an initial report on the fbi in both matters but they're not going to do the russians just hillary we all know the fbi uh... the fix was in we all know that okay that's what it's going to say it's not going to say it that harshly but it's going to say that comey and mccabe the two top-ranking fbi officials went light on hillary clinton they held back stuff they exonerated her before she was interviewed. She they didn't put her people under oath. Uh they allowed Susan Rice to be in uh, who's a suspect in the case to be in the interview. It's insane. There's like 50 things. Then they're going to say McCabe lied to FBI agents, he'll be charged. He's going to be charged, okay? Mm. Uh but Comey, he'll he'll kind of fly above it in this netherworld um, unless McCabe turns on Comey, which is absolutely possible. If they squeeze them, if the Justice Department squeezes them. Meantime, we don't know anything about Mueller and Russian collusion. Okay, so hang on.
1: May I play devil's advocate here? Yes. Is it could it actually be good that we are not getting the Trump and the Clinton stuff at the same time? Because the media would only focus on the Trump stuff and completely bury the Clinton stuff.
0: No, but the media can't focus on the trump stuff unless there's something there
1: no i know that that's what i mean so if we're just getting the hillary stuff first doesn't that give it enough air to have maybe a little bit of a flame in the media
0: doubt it doubt it um the media is gonna this is a one-day story for them and then they'll tuck it away and it'll be well she doesn't really matter but Mm. the corruption of the fbi is hurting the country, and that's what I always come back to. I want the best for the American people. You got a president who's going to go over to Singapore and try to negotiate uh, this little rocket man out of blowing up the world, okay? That's pretty serious, I'd say. Well, what is CNN and the New York Times concentrating on? Mueller. Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. Russia, Russia, Russia. Donald Jr., Donald Jr., Donald Jr. Donald Jr. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. So what they could do was uh, put this. In a, in a place where it would be harder to use Mueller as a cudgel, word of the day, cudgel, to on Trump. Because Mueller doesn't have anything on Trump. He doesn't. And, but why the Justice Department isn't doing this is because it embarrasses Rod Rosenstein. He appointed Mueller. And it, it undercuts Mueller if he ever did come up with something. So they don't want to do that. It's all politics, Beck. Not looking out for the folks.
1: Bill, I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, will you will you take the American people through um uh the McCabe story and what do you think what do you think is going to happen and what it what it really means? Okay. Uh, uh and then also I want to get into uh your article, your your latest op-ed, also on BillO'Reilly.com called The News Snooze. New uh, research shows that people are worn out by the news. And, uh, and, you know, we've talked about it internally um, uh, here in the last couple of days and what we think it means and who it's talking about and why we are uh, fatigued by the news. But we'll get your opinion in just a minute when we come back. First, let me share some uh, recent feedback that we have gotten back from our partners at Palm Beach Letter and Tika Tuari's crypto course. 97 percent, 97 percent of the listeners who have taken this crypto course, give it a four or five star rating. It is something that is very, very much worth your time. The Crypto Master Course. Now, what this is, is this will explain what blockchain is. It will explain how to buy and sell crypto, why it's important, what the pitfalls are. Because even if you're not going to invest in it, you need to understand it. It is the future. Here's some of the comments. Lessons are easy to understand. Straight to the point. Helps me understand how to go about investing in cryptocurrencies as well as blockchain technology. I was really, really satisfied with the lessons, especially five and six, which clarified some uh, perceptions I had about buying and selling cryptocurrencies. Thanks for these uh, valuable tools. Another one. Although I uh, began with a solid understanding of crypto, this presentation had had real meat on the bone, which added to my trading strength and flexibility that is now better developed. Simply stated, my understanding and confidence have been noticeably enhanced. Thank you so much. We were looking for an expert that could explain it to us. We convinced him to explain it to you. smartcryptocourse.com. Go there now smartcryptocourse.com or call 1877 PBL back. 1877 PBL back smartcryptocourse.com. All right. Bill, here's Here's how I think a lot of Americans feel and the Pew Research report, uh, which we'll get into later, um, kind of verifies that people are just exhausted by the news. So when the McCabe thing comes out, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of interested in it, actually probably really interested in it. But they haven't really been following it because they just don't think it's going to make any difference, even though it's going to turn out to be really good for the conservatives. You know, if you're playing politics. It's going to be really good, really bad for the Clintons, bad for the Democrats, bad for the press. But I nothing's going to happen, so I, don't really, I haven't been following it. So fill me in, Bill O'Reilly.
0: Well, it's going to be tough not to indict Andrew McCabe for lying to the FBI. Um, so sure he did that to uh, the National Security Advisor for the Trump administration. Uh, you know, it's equal justice for all. Mm-hmm. So what happened there was that McCabe, uh, second in command to Comey, that means uh, that he had hands-on uh, responsibility for the Hillary Clinton email situation, because that's always the way it is. It's always a second guy who does the uh, day-to-day, and then Comey floats above it. He does his little meetings with everybody, he goes out on the road, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So McCabe then apparently gets orders from the Obama administration through Attorney General Loretta Lynch. Not, you know, there's not smoking gun. I don't think you're going to see a memo to that. I mean, it's basically, look, you know, this is a low-level beef. Let's try to wrap it up quickly. That's code for, hey, you know, we don't want to see her in chains. Um, that's the way it goes in the government. You know, when you hear the word, let's wrap it up quickly, in any government office, that's the message to the person. We don't really want to pursue this any further. Mm-hmm. That's what McCabe got from Loretta Lynch, okay? So McCabe knows he's in big trouble. Now, McCabe is second-in-command of the FBI. His wife runs as a, a Democrat for, uh, I think it was the House of Representatives in Virginia. I think it was. And gets a lot of money from the Clinton's best friend, Terry McAuliffe. So there's a personal connection. There's all kinds of connections here, right? And the Obama administration surely didn't want the uh, Democratic presidential nominee to uh, have to be arrested. That wouldn't be good, Beck. That's right. not a good thing. Right. All right. So, all of this is going to come out, but in words that are fuzzy. <clears throat> so, Michael Horowitz is going to say to the um, Senate Judiciary Committee, well, you know, they could have been more aggressive and they held back stuff and they didn't do this and they didn't do that. The Republicans will wail on them and the Democrats will try to make excuses. So that's where we are right now. But I, I think Andrew McKay will be indicted. I don't see how he can't be indicted for lying.
1: So I mean so I go back to my original question. Okay, so he's indicted, but yes. nothing really changes. Loretta Lynn I mean we, we we can we can all draw our own conclusions to what was said, you know, on the tarmac, what was really going on, why the language of the memo was was changed. You know all of that stuff, but we're never really going to hold anybody responsible for any of that, are well,
0: we? Well, except for McCabe, right? Yeah. Well,
1: and again, if McCabe
0: flips on Comey, um, which is entirely possible, because the Justice Department doesn't like Comey, um, then you but got. Does,
1: is, but does is Comey still? Is that a big fish? I mean, I know it's a yeah, bigger it's fish, big but, fish, but but it's w- not really the. It's not the it's, it's not the. it's not the. Those guys are still working for people.
0: Here's why it's a big fish. If you can establish that the second in command of the FBI is a liar and the fix was in in the Hillary Clinton investigation, then you can't do anything to Donald Trump at all or anybody uh, associated with Donald Trump. But wait, Trump. wait, wait. That's because not what I... the same I, but, but, wait, people but, were investigating.
1: Right, but that's not what I think people are looking for. I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong, Bill. You What, are, do, they, what do you think the folks want, Beck? Real justice they want well, real if, if McCabe justice McCabe is, tri-
0: is indicted. he goes to trial.
1: but what you just said was, look, if you do that, then you can't do anything to, to Donald Trump no i I want to know if these guys if the fix was in for Hillary yeah. Clinton, then right. good. So then what is the truth? Let's put those people away and let what was the actual truth? The
0: actual truth is that Hillary Clinton did not
1: secure. Classified information. That's the truth. That's a crime. But nothing's going to happen. But nothing will happen to them. Well,
0: not to her. Yeah. Because she's already been exonerated. Yeah. But, you know, that's the truth. You want to know the truth? She didn't secure classified information as Secretary of State for her own personal reasons. That's the truth. That's the case.
1: All right. Um, You know, and the press will leave that one alone. But if if you... if you try to use that same thing and say, well, but now you can't go after Trump, they're not going to leave this alone until they're just untimely death. They're just all they're just burning down. It's like it's group suicide in the media. They just don't see what they're doing to themselves. Back in just a second.
0: This is the
2: Glenn Beck program.
1: Bill O'Reilly. Uh let's let's go to the um the, uh, the the whistleblower or the the leak that uh, has been found uh, now a 26 year old girl uh, from the New York Times that was sleeping with a 50 uh, year old guy who was you know on the Senate Intelligence uh, Committee uh, if she has tweeted like in 2013 about hey is anybody anybody interested in like a Zoe Barnes relationship? just totally kidding well no apparently she wasn't and uh, and so now the press is saying oh my gosh what a victim what a victim okay bill all right I understand uh-huh. <laughs> okay well, yeah.
0: Molly the terror dog
1: strikes yeah. <laughs> again okay Look, so what do what do you think this, of this is
0: usual for these uh, for these media outlets um, there's all kinds of uh, stuff going on that uh is corrupt. I'm fired up on this. Um, I wrote a column on it, uh, as you mentioned kindly mentioned on com by saying that not only are Americans fatigued, but they they the whole business is collapsing. The whole journalism business and you can see that the uh, establishment knows it, which is they fight back so hard now at all their little parties and conventions. Oh, we're the defenders of freedom. Let's give us awards. We need more awards. But, you know, you have a, a system now where the Trump administration, and this comes from Sessions, who's you're not going to be around much longer, by the way, as attorney general, these leaks, they're, they're going to hold uh, people accountable for them. And, uh, you know, if they have subpoena reporters, they will. And if they have to spy on reporters, they will there because they should, we wait, can't really document when we have
1: one way leaks. Wait, 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 wait. We should spy on reporters on reporters. If there is evidence, of a crime. wait, wait, I can't, uh, you're breaking, you're, you're, up, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. You're breaking up.
0: If there is evidence of a crime, you have to have evidence of a crime and leaking classified information is a crime so they go to a judge the judge looks at the evidence and says why are the reporter you have a problem with that
1: i i you know as somebody who has gone through litigation involving the u.s government the government can claim anything is classified Uh, the government can claim all kinds of things and you have no recourse
0: if you look i'm skeptical too
1: Hello, we we missed you. You're skeptical too.
0: How can you stop? The leaks are all one way, and the and the way they go is destroy the president of the United States. Okay, that's the that is what the leaks are. It was just like destroy
1: Bill O'Reilly. Okay, so we'll we'll say things to the. <sighs> Bill, this is so frustrating. Do you have a landline? Maybe we can take it. It's the dog's fault. The, dog, the dog got
2: him into another room, yeah. and now he's we're losing his, his connection. We're losing connection. And perhaps someone in the government is spying on him. That could also be what's But going I would on. agree with that, Bill O'Reilly, because he's a danger. Yeah, he is a danger. That's true. Hello, um, Bill. Are you there? We'll have to reconnect. We lost little. him.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, a little uh, issue there with the connection. I, it's an interesting point uh, because, I, I, you know, James Rosen at Fox News was, was targeted as well uh, by the government and they looked into his private messages I i Bill is back comfortable with, with
0: that bill what's yeah, it I'm d- back i'm sorry that's I all have right to apologize it's all my fault the dog is running wild here yeah <laughs> i know. know no i know i know i know Who we... has got to come over Stew is a dog whisperer right yes. okay. <laughs> you've got to come over and whisper into this terror dog's head
1: so so bill the what is the difference between this and james rosen okay the difference is that Rosen, and I know this case very, very well,
0: Rosen was not doing anything uh, politically driven, all right? So you, you basically have a system now where all of these leaks are designed to do one thing, remove a sitting president. It's subversive. It's not journalism. It's subversive, all right? So let's leak stuff to any we vehicle we know hates trump and they'll just print the leaks
1: so wait, yeah. so, wait so wait so wait so wait bill yeah this is the situation that i was in i was given classified documents by government force uh, by government sources that showed corruption the government uh, would not release any of that information would not verify any of that information. I had testimony from people who risked their lives to be able to get this that's a out. a totally different situation. How it's it's the same thing. It, no, it th- isn't the same thing. Obama could have said easily. This is this is one-way leak. Glenn Beck has been after us forever. This is just no, a hatchet job. You
0: actually had people, all right? Who you could point to giving you information that could be verified?
1: Okay, I could, no, could no, be no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I could not while I was doing it. I could not. In order for
0: there to be a, a warrant on you, and I don't even remember was there a warrant? I don't think. No, there no, there was not. No, 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 there was not.
1: No, it was a. Okay, here's right. a. Here I was a. I was. Um, uh, I went to court sued by somebody who said, I, that wasn't, that wasn't me. And that's all a lie. I had government documents that showed, yes, it was the government didn't come after me, but the government would not release any information. And so I had no case without that.
0: It's a different situation though, because you basically were reporting a story given to you by a verifiable source. You needed backup, the government wouldn't do it because they didn't like you. If you had been with the New York Times, they would have leaked this stuff out and saved their butts. This is different. This is basically, there are leakers inside the Trump administration that know they can go to reporters who will print anything they tell them without verification, anonymous sources, doesn't have to be true. Time after time after time, it isn't true. It isn't true yet it's the lead story, and CNN panel gets on, what do you make of this? Oh, it has to be true. I mean, this is really dangerous to a free society. You just can't have this. And the Justice Department's responsibility to, if they believe this is a contrived political subversion, to make a case on it.
2: And it does appear that the guy did lie to the FBI about whether he was contacting these particular reporters. Um, so
0: well, that's, the, the investigation is the investigation. I can't do that for them, but I am sensitive to the fact that you don't want the government um, raiding newsrooms. But let's a, get back to the original premise of my column on BillO'Reilly.com. Journalism's collapsed. It's not that the it, American it, public are tired; they're sick and tired. Okay, so here's the, that, you're absolutely correct. They don't even know what they're doing to themselves they don't even know when trump leaves office nobody's gonna watch tv news anymore okay so there's would
1: you uh, you're right they're killing themselves but let's not kill ourselves with them you know the the founders um were quite clear on freedom of the press in fact if i could quote hey he said say that the, the 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 citizen and the press should have the right to say everything which his passion suggests he may employ all of his time all of his talents if he is wicked enough to do so in speaking against the government in matters that are false scandalous and malicious and still be safe within the sanctuary of the press even if he condemns the principle of republican institutions Um, blah 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 however upright um, he may say these things uh, to the basis uh, motives even if he ascribes to them measures and acts which never had existence thus violating at once every principle of decency and truth who is that man hey
0: i would have executed him right there on the spot he actually he actually <laughs> was uh,
1: he actually was forwarding the winning the winning argument all right so what this time, time. you know
0: and, and believe me he had no idea about cable and about internet and about all of this what this guy's actually saying is look you can destroy any american citizen by uh leaking false stories nope. about them press that will press. be printed and their whole lives will be ruined and that's okay
1: no press and the government this is about the government this is not well, is
0: about going to regulate the press. Nobody regulates the press. Beck, there's only one person, one person, one entity that can do it. That if you violate national security laws and you leak stuff that you are commanded not to leak by law, you can be investigated. Look, you didn't have any recourse and I didn't have any recourse when we were attacked falsely. We couldn't defend ourselves, okay, against this onslaught of B.S. All right. That's it. Government can't do anything to help us. But if you're subverting the government by falsely printing things that you know aren't true and you don't even care to check out for the only intent of removing the president of the United States, that is sedition. And it has to be investigated.
2: Doesn't the First Amendment, though, Bill, pretty much guarantee that the government is not going to regulate the press?
0: It's not about regulating the press. It's about setting standards for people working for government, leaking classified information. Right. So okay, so wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Leak.
1: Okay, so now hang on just a second. Then this is a different story. Then this is a different story. If you're not going after the member of the press, okay. If no, you are just
0: being investigated to try to nail the uh, subversive within the government that's illegally leaking the national security stuff. That's what's going on. I Look, I'd like to put everybody in jail, every dishonest journalist in jail. I'd love to do that. I'd love to put on every dishonest teacher. But we can't, all right, because they always lose my opinion or whatever. But, then, then, you know, look, we're coming to a point in this country where one of the institutions set up to protect us, we the people, has fallen apart. It's corrupt, all right? It doesn't look for the truth. It doesn't care about
1: the truth. I agree with you.
0: And that's the column I wrote on
1: BillOReilly.com.
0: You can just look, turn on that cable television, and listen to this propaganda day in and day out. Stacked decks all over the place. Garbage that's reported that isn't true. No retractions. Couldn't care less. I mean, it's just unbelievable to watch it happen
1: right and that's why I, I, know I that's why i kind of like to watch it because it's a fire burning itself down i don't want to i don't want to be an arsonist uh setting fires in my own camp i don't want to be setting fires to the constitution it will burn itself it'll burn itself to the ground it will
0: i, I agree 100 percent. but unlike you i can't watch it i get so angry and, and i'm sitting here going I, you know, oh, oh! Here's this person being paid I get, a million dollars. I get, what do you make of that?
1: I get, what? I get what? just as angry as as you do. But, oh. but what what are you what are you going to do? Start.
0: I'm, I'm doing what I can on um, running my own operation on yeah.
1: BillO'Reilly.com, just as you are on right. the Blaze. And you're and you're doing well, and you're doing good, and you're We're getting doing great. Yeah, and you do. Go ahead. We
0: ha- we have to fight it now. In the in the precincts of individuality, yes, I've had plenty of offers to come back on television, all right. But I'm not going to do it unless I believe that whoever's hiring is going to stand behind me, all right, and and is going to fight this stuff because I'm going to have to take these people on. It is so corrupt. I can't tell you. Well, I don't have to tell you because you know. But your listeners should know that what was set up to protect them a press that would inform them honestly, is gone. It's gone. Thank you, Barack Obama. Thank you, Donald Trump. Both presidents drove that. Obama on the favorable side and Trump on the negative side.
2: Now, Bill, I I want to change topics because you're even more fired up than your dog now and yeah. uh, that's not healthy.
1: That's not a healthy. I don't know if you're eating the same I thing. gave the, the money's out. <laughs> She's out getting
2: a burger. I want to do see I, I want to see Bill if you're coming down for the museum next week with all of the uh the Nazi SS uh stuff that's going to be here. Uh you've got the big book coming out killing yeah. the SS. Really excited about that. I mean any any chance you're coming down to check the museum
0: I out? I can come down uh, next week cuz I'm I'm just uh, inundated here but I'm going to try to get a private showing of this. Yeah, okay. um, well, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I, I will. Down, maybe I will Here's the problem. If I come yeah. down to Dallas where you guys are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then you guys are going to want to hang with me.
1: No. No, we really won't. Nope. Nope. Not a chance. Of, not a. <laughs> mm-mm, wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, author of the new book, uh, Killing the SS The Hunt for the Worst War Criminals in History. It comes out September 18th. Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate it. Talk soon. You bet. Bye-bye. I think he was fired up. He was. I think he was fired he up. Was. He was. And hard to argue with the passion and the feeling behind it yeah, because get, yeah. it's true. I get nervous because, I mean, the, the way they got this guy
2: was to go after the reporter's private encrypted messages um, and emails
1: and all sorts mm. of stuff. And it's like, well, you're getting into an area there that's really iffy. It's all fine until it happens to you and our side. Liberty Safe. Great safes. And they're now making them really easy to own one. LibertySafe.com. You can buy a Liberty Safe at a great price and receive 12 months interest free payments with zero down and zero APR. They even offer Liberty Safes for as low as $20 a month. These are just great safes that are going to keep your guns uh, protected and out of the hands of anybody who shouldn't have them. All of your documents or your precious valuables, all in a Liberty Safe. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Lifetime warranty in-home delivery service that is unmatched in the industry when you buy a liberty safe that's what you get liberty safe the best built safe uh, on the planet it's liberty go there now at LibertySafe.com. <phone rings> Last night on the TV show at 5 o'clock, we uh, showed the first graduating class of the year of our leadership training program here at Mercury One. And, uh, I mean, Stu just said, you know, you pay $50,000 a year to have your kids, you know, be educated and and speak like that
2: once if you have one right. conversation where they have that much knowledge and understanding of the world and its history oh my god be thrilled with college and here's a two week program and they're coming out sounding like that
1: yeah and there they were all what we were talking about last night on tv was you know what did you learn and boy the stuff they learned and the the understanding of it even in two weeks is was phenomenal Uh, If you or somebody that you know is between 18 to uh, 24 and would like to be a part of our leadership training program, check it out now at mercuryone.org slash LTP. It's amazing. Glenn Beck. President Trump's upcoming meeting with Kim Jong-un in Singapore, turning into the Super Bowl of diplomatic summits. Not for the historic talks, but for the advertising. Some uh, lesser known brands are seeing this as a golden opportunity to be seen in the, with the world's cameras all trained on Singapore. So scrappy companies that could never really afford, you know, $2 million Super Bowl ad are springing into action for plane tickets to send celebrity endorsers to Singapore. You know, like celebrity and movie star Dennis Rodman. And then that's it. I mean, you don't remember you, you. remember him from Double Team with Jean uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, right? Yeah. No, I don't remember that either. But anyway, uh, Dennis Rodman's agent, who knew he had one, confirmed this week that Rodman might be traveling to Singapore to offer moral support to President Trump and Kim Jong Un. Now, it turns out that Rodman also might have an additional reason for making the trip. A certain new cryptocurrency is negotiating a deal with Rodman to draw attention to their brand. And what exactly is this cryptocurrency? New Potcoin, man. Potcoin. That's right, cryptocurrency that gives marijuana dispensaries and pot farmers access to banking services. No surprise, Potcoin was founded four years ago in Canada. Now, this would not be Rodman's first time to plug PotCoin, which I actually, I I mean, it sounds like I'm down on PotCoin, but actually, I think this is the free market at its absolute best. You know, states decide they're going to sell pot. Okay. The federal government says, oh, yeah, but you, you don't have any access to any banking services. Okay. Welcome, PotCoin. The cryptocurrency has paid for his trip to North Korea last year, when he wore a Potcoin t-shirt and cap and then promoted it on Twitter. Nothing better than sitting next to a murderous, dictate, murderous dictator having a good time advertising Potcoin. Potcoin spokesperson Sean Perez told the Washington Post, we at Potcoin definitely believe that Dennis Rodman deserves the Nobel Peace Prize jointly with President Trump and Kim Jong-un. Well... I remember the days that I was smoking pot every day. I probably would have agreed with you. Potcoin isn't the only company attaching itself to the summit. There was awkwardness during the summit planning this week as North Korea apparently insisted on someone else covering the cost of its accommodations in Singapore. So not only are they a communist nuclear regime that starves its own people, they're also cheapskates. But don't worry, the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons and the travel booking site hotelplanner.com are chipping in to foot Kim Jong un's six thousand dollar a night hotel bill. You know what? Good. Good. It's the free market says if that wouldn't have happened, do you know who would be footing that bill? Us. And believe me, talk isn't cheap when it involves Kim Jong un. It's Friday, June 8th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck
2: Program. By the way, I better hurry up with the potcoin thing because uh, it appears uh, a bipartisan bill uh, to between Elizabeth Warren and Cory Gardner. Now, if you don't know Cory Gardner, you might not know he's the guy that banned birth control. Yeah, he banned birth control. Yeah, he banned birth uh, control. Yeah. Well,
1: that's he, at least what the ads against him said when he yeah. was running. Honey, that, has it happened yet? Honey. Corey Gardner, he banned birth control. <laughs> oh sweetie, what was it? Oh
2: Snookums, she might heard I mean, there's some weird nickname so in that ad. Bad. We should dig that ad up. It's yeah. one of the greatest political ads of all time, and yet another example of how ridiculous campaigns are. Mm-hmm. Did, has Corey Gardner moved to ban birth control in any way? Does anyone believe? Yes, that, that was. I mean, no. yes, no, he has. Well, it, it, actually, in the ad, it said he banned it. So I haven't. I, I must have missed that story. But Elizabeth Warren's on this bandwagon as well. This is interesting, and in that I think. It appears today, uh, as he was getting on the plane for the G7, that Donald Trump uh, also uh, said that he was supporting this. Now, he hasn't confirmed he said he wants to see the details, but he says he's, generally speaking, uh, behind it. It's called the Tenth Amendment Through Entrusting States, the States Act. And the idea is to make it if a state like Colorado uh, legalized marijuana, they would be able to access uh, banks and all of that. Um, so the use for pot coin might be going down the drain if this actually happens, considering you have Cory Gardner, the man who banned birth control, working along with Elizabeth Warren and Donald Trump on something may actually happen. The other thing, the other reason you might say, well, I don't know, is Donald Trump going to support that? Because Trump is is pretty hard on drug laws. He's a guy who ha- had has had death in his own family uh, due to alcoholism. He's a guy who does not drink at all. He he has been very hard on
1: um he's not libertarian said, on this issue he said we should have the death penalty for drug pushers right exactly right. Uh, that's a great yeah that's a great one um however so Jeff, i'm glad i'm glad that the you know he didn't do that instead released the woman he released a couple of days ago who was a drug pusher if yes you exactly so sh- it's interesting that
2: he is leaning this way mm-hmm. um one of the the crazy speculations out there just to throw it out there is that the real guy who doesn't like uh, the idea of legalizing marijuana or pardoning people who have done drug crimes. Oh, I know
1: who you're going to say. Jeff Sessions. Oh, I thought you were
2: going to say spooky, dude.
3: No, no, no. Because
1: no. George <laughs> no. Soros is also very, very, very concerned.
2: Oh, no, we his... should get to George Soros here in a minute. though. Okay. There's, but there's an update on that. Uh, but no, Jeff Sessions. And he's so annoyed with Jeff Sessions that he's he's like, you know what? Part, pardon all the people that Jeff Sessions doesn't want me to pardon. Wow. I mean that's a, probably a silly, silly nonsense, but uh, it does. It is interesting. It doesn't seem to fit with where he's kind of mm. stood on these issues before. However, I think this is the right way, right? I mean, I, I think ideally you have a situation where states can make their own decisions on such issues. Uh, it's you know,
1: it's federalism. So I don't exactly understand. This is just breaking now, right? Uh, yeah, I, I well, don't yeah. under. I don't understand uh, what this law is. This law is what. Uh, by the way, we confirm the 10th Amendment. Is that what that is? Uh, As a no. federal government, we're allowing states to honor the 10th Amendment. It's sort of. I mean, it,
2: the idea that the law should exist, that marijuana is illegal federally, which, by the way, if you happen to be smoking it at this moment, it still is, right? I mean, we, everyone's like, oh, it's legal in Colorado. No, it's not. It's really not. It's, if, it's, it's, is Colorado in the
1: United States Yes. So, yeah, it's federally illegal, right? It's a feder- do you know when we banned and and um, made marijuana illegal? Do you know when that happened? I, I've i read this before, but I don't remember. Fall of, fall of Prohibition. We had all those mm. Prohibition guys. What are we going to do with them? We don't want to just close that down. You know, we should go after those dope-smoking beatniks we should go after those people that are, mm. are dragging our children down into reefer madness in reefer madness yeah i mean look
2: there's been some bad supreme court just uh, judgments on this uh, even fairly recently even by good justices that that you know people who grow pot in their own state it's no interstate commerce they remember that was the one where they're like well if you grow pot in your own state it never leaves and it's consumed in your state you are theoretically affecting the nationwide network and market of pot therefore it's interstate commerce like i mean that's one of the one of the worst cases of the of the use of the commerce clause that we've discussed over the years um but this one is saying like look it's legal in these states you shouldn't come after them. You should. They should be able to have uh, access to the banking system just like everybody else. And it's basically a, a move towards legalization, right? Or at least decriminalization. Where I mean, Obama said these states can do this, and we're not going to we're not going to send in raids to get uh, people who are dealing with pot if they make it legal in their state. Uh, and uh, and he occasionally still did it, but that was the general. Uh, tendency of the administration. Trump came in and said, well, I don't know if we're really on that bandwagon. And they've done some of that. But he seems to be now open to the idea, at least with marijuana, to say, hey, you know, let's let the states deal with that. Uh, So it's kind of an interesting development. And again, if you're if you're giving a giant endorsement fee to Dennis Rodman, uh, maybe you should know about this information, because this is the first time I believe Trump had commented on uh, interest in this specific legislation. Which again, with Warren and Gardner, the guy who burned, banned birth control on board, it might be, <laughs> it might be something that can actually happen.
1: All right, let me uh, let me switch uh, uh, horses here uh, and and jump onto the George Soros oh horse, gosh. which is is fascinating that it is coming out right now. Um, have you been following the George Soros? saga lately well i of course i have and finally the new york times
2: i mean all the think of the hundreds of broadcasts you've done dedicated to the inner workings of the finances of george soros Mm -hmm. and every time you do it what is it Uh, it's a secretive company a secretive organization that's hiding where they're
1: putting their money they're not they're not not hiding they're just there it's a shell it's a shell game It's a shell game. They move money over here and then they're one step away from George Soros and so that can do a little bit more and two steps away from George Soros and it can do,
2: you know, Mm. a subversive thing. You might notice the entire process of a shell game is to hide. So that's Mm. why I thought hiding was an appropriate Mm -hmm. way to describe it. Okay, It's a shell game. Mm -hmm. You're hiding the nut under the shell. Yeah. Uh, So uh, the issue here is the big deal is not that you found this, right? The big deal isn't that, you know, the Weekly Standard or National Review or Breitbart or some right-wing organization dug this out. The New York Times says this is the first time it's ever been reported. I was pretty amazed by this. Uh, it is a secretive entity. This is quoting the New York Times. Uh, holds 15% of this uh, this whole situation. They remain out of the spotlight because they avoid vigorously avoid any public attention. A company controlled by top employees of the billionaire investor George Soros. I mean, to see them, Mr. Soros Investment Firm, Soros Fund Management, is behind the company SF Bloodstock. Uh, it, <laughs> Excuse me, what is the name of? SF Bloodstock. Oh. Uh, they uh, I oversee look up. I'm gonna look up the where ownership this? business. Um and they uh, work. Uh, Gavin Murphy, he's an Australian based in New York. He served as the Soros Fund longtime tax counsel. He's the manager of SF Bloodstock. Uh, uh, Christopher Noughton, chief financial officer for Soros's funds family office, president of SF Bloodstock corporate filing show. Um, Tom Ryan, an Irishman based in Lexington, Kentucky, is the team's bloodstock agent. Uh, uh, SF, which is part owner of uh, Newgate in Australia. Um, they have, they're involved as well. Could not be determined how much money Mr. Soros's firm has committed to this business. Uh, although we know, I mean they, look at this, this, look at this, look at this write-up. I mean finally right, like the New York Times has, has used their investigative abilities to dive into a Soros-based business and really tell the truth about where this money's going
1: i have a feeling it's not especially now that you've just done the tell on this show sniff the sniff Mm -hmm. i you know they're really showing us Mm -hmm. that's the tell here so and by the way working with china on this Mm -hmm. as well
2: Mm -hmm. um so let me give you the Full story. Now, remember, and I'm serious, they legitimately did a major investigation into George Soros. They Mm -hmm. did everything you've done a hundred times with George Soros and his financial interests. That's all completely true. Here's the topic. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. If the strapping chestnut colt Justify wins the Belmont Stakes on Saturday to become the 13th horse in history to claim horse racing's triple crown, two of the three groups that have an ownership stake in the horse's breeding rights will be front and center in the celebration. Winstar Farm uh china horse club owns 25 percent, but a third group a secretive entity that holds the remaining 15 percent, will remain out of the spotlight because it vigorously avo- uh, avoids any public attention it's a company oh. controlled by top employees of the billionaire investor george soros oh my gosh they've dug All into his things- finances to find if he owns a piece of a horse all this time,
3: oh and they finally God. decide to look into it because oh he
1: owns a God. piece of a horse. <laughs> you know, I'm looking <laughs> while you do that, I'm looking up SF Bloodstock. How, <laughs> How is that? I mean, who would get involved with something? And I keep coming up with it's the name of an old horse, yeah, it's the name of a horse, Bloodstock. yeah, this, yeah. Amazing, oh, amazing, my. that is what they've uncovered in this massive investigation, which is it printed here, what, 10 pages? Yeah, well, don't worry that I think it was Hungary that has just banned him and his money from the from the state uh, because they say, they're just, you know, Soros is just trying to infiltrate and collapse our system, so he's a bad guy. But don't worry about that, New York Times, <laughs> no, don't worry no, about no. that. Well, it's, what's the deal with the horse race? Important to protect your home with home security. But now many home security companies are thinking, uh, how can we protect uh, your home and get the most amount of money? Instead of thinking, how can I protect your home? How can I protect people's privacy? Because that's what people are concerned about, especially if you have cameras in the house and you have somebody, you know, monitoring the, you know, your home 24-7. Who's monitoring? And how, What's the privacy like? Simply Safe got to work on this, not only to to develop a great system that puts you in charge because you own the system and the monitoring is only $14.95 a month and you can cancel at any time. I mean, there's no contract to it at all. But they also wanted to make sure that any cameras that you might have in the house that's going to catch the bad guy breaking in are only on and open when you want it to be. And so they went back to the drawing board. They had already de- de- designed this great camera. They went back to the drawing board just before they released it, this a few years ago, because they said, you know, I don't want a camera on in my home all the time. I want to know when that's on and when it's off. Well, we'll put a light on it. That wasn't enough. They went and they found the exact kind of metal that would hold up, that was thin enough, but still make enough of a sound, not too much noise, but every time it would open, you would be able to hear it. Close so they put the light on it and they they m- made it so you can hear it so you could trust it protecting your home protecting your privacy it is simply safe com. go there now 10% off the entire home security system at an unbelievable price simplysafeck.com dot beck.com that's simplysafeck.com So, Stu, did you, do you remember the story we talked about the other day about the AI Norman that uh, MIT t- tried to take this AI algorithm and just feed it stuff from, as we reported the other day, the dark web, uh, and it turned into a psychopath? Yeah. Okay. Really uh, bad idea. Yeah, really bad idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it, uh, there's stories out now that are saying, no, it, it wasn't the dark web. It is just one uh, Reddit user that is well, let me let me see if i can quote it exactly here uh that is dedicated to, to document and observe the disturbing reality of death so it's just just one uh reddit user that is that is drilling deep down on this they expose this ai to that and now the ink blot test the average ai sees a black and white photo of a small bird uh, Norman sees the AI uh, man gets pulled into a dough machine. <laughs> Think of that. <laughs> where did they, where did right? a, where I see that? Right. And it's ink Ooh. blot test after ink blot test, and keeps coming up with that stuff. Now everybody's like, okay, that's a really bad idea. Let's not let's not do that to AI. But I was thinking today, this isn't the dark web. This is on Reddit. We say that. You know, there's an old Sufi saying that says uh, that which you gaze upon, you become. This is a I reality and uh, evidence of that truth, that which you gaze upon, you become. What are we gazing upon every day? What is it that we're, you know, as we're looking at, I mean, let's just take it out of our kids uh, and just put it on ourselves as we're looking at outrage after outrage after outrage. We're doing all of these things and and it's anger building upon anger, building upon anger. And we're watching it angry, vengeful people. I mean, is there a possibility that maybe that's part of the problem is we're gazing upon this too much? And when it comes to our kids, we all say, oh, well, our kids know the difference. Okay. All right. Well, some do, some don't. But if we keep feeding them this garbage, eventually don't. Isn't what we just found out with Norman the same thing that's happening with us? Are we not? I mean, we're just we are AI. <laughs> you know, we're we're intelligence. We're authentic intelligence. And we're feeding it in and we're AI is trying to be like us. And so at the very basic stages, they're saying, "Let's just feed it a steady diet of this and see what happens."
2: I mean, mean, look, it's obviously true. I mean, you know, when you, when, you know, your kids watch lots of sports, they want to play sports. When you spend time with an old friend, you think, I got to spend time with my old friends more often, right? I mean, you know, like, of course there's some influence. It it, it gets ca- cartooned into every well, so every single person that watches violence is going to become violent?
1: No. 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 no, no, that's not it. But there is no. a cultural movement that right. happens over time. Right. And it explains the 25% increase in suicide rates in America. Glenn Beck Mercury. You're, You're not listening not. to yeah, the Glenn control. Beck program. <laughs> uh we would love to have you here at our studios a week from today uh all next weekend so starting i think it actually starts thursday uh, friday saturday sunday and are am i doing a dinner of uh where, there's a special dinner on what night is that marissa uh thursday night do we have it i'm doing a uh i'm doing a special dinner um And a film screening and a personal tour. This is something you don't want to miss. It is uh, the screening of uh, Operation Toussaint with a question and answer from the members of the Underground Railroad team and the Nazarene Fund, uh, also the director of the film. This film is unbelievable. You really need to see it. And I believe there's also a dinner involved, um, perhaps. And then uh, I'm going to take you... Friday, maybe? Yeah, I'm I'm not... (laughs) Um, Friday, June 15th, 6.30 here at the studio. So a week from tonight at 6.30 here at the studios. And we'd love to have you. All you have to do is grab your tickets now. You can find them now at org slash TNF June 15th. Unfortunately, Pat will be out of town. I will be doing a tour with Jeffy,
2: however. um, If you do it
3: real Friday... Are you doing it Friday or it Saturday? I, Are there tours on Friday?
1: There's tours yeah, on you can Thursday. I am not leaving until Thursday, Saturday Friday. morning. Oh, you okay. should come Friday. Yeah, I want to. Uh yeah. check it on out. Friday. Yeah. Do yeah. you know that we have the Gettysburg Address coming?
3: Yeah, I've, I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. Like the actual? <laughs> yeah, the Gettysburg actual, Address. The Gettysburg Address
1: in his own hand.
3: Gettysburg Address.
1: Isn't that incredible? That's uh, uh, really cool.
3: Again, yeah. on loan from
1: the Lincoln Library? Yes. Amazing. Yes. Really incredible. Wow. So anyway, we have that going on. also, we have an update on Venezuela coming up in uh, just a minute. What is it's it fixed. like to lick to live no, in venezuela it's fixed, right' it's, no, fixed. it's better David. now no it's, it's not totally, no. socialism
3: finally kicked in no they're finally doing it right Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: Really? we also we also uh, had another suicide famous suicide yesterday you know oh, K- yeah. Kate Spade uh, killed herself a couple of days ago, and uh, <clears throat> now it is Anthony Bourdain from cNN and parts unknown um and sad
3: he's you know uh, not my favorite person ideologically speaking, and he attacks a lot of he attacked a lot of conservatives um but it's sad to see anybody you know suffer like that and take their own life. Sad. yeah,
2: uh, he was a kind of a show that everyone in cable news, all the like left wing sort of journalists mm-hmm. loved because yeah. number one, they all fret about oh, we're not spending enough on newsrooms anymore. They spent plenty on Anthony Bourdain show. I mean, mm-hmm. they spent a fortune on that show. Mm-hmm. It was really highly produced, Straight really well done. Straight show to do done. on CNN,
1: too. Yeah, and that was it's kind crazy. of really at the beginning. Seem to, it seemed like that's the didn't, show you
2: yeah, do. Yeah, well, it didn't it's seem like, to fit to no, me, uh, but... That was what they, they made a move, for CNN, a few years ago to try to do more like documentary style stuff. Right. And if yeah. they and would have done a,
3: more. And like that was or, the first one, right? Yeah. that was the about, them, about the all. first thing they did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that was about the first thing they did. They've done a bunch of documentaries, though, since. They and, don't. You know. Yeah. Some I of know. them have. Been, Everybody else's okay. culture
3: was kind of better than ours, too. Well,
2: yeah. that was kind of. And that's that one of the things. That sort of feel. Yeah. Like it, it had a uh, journalist look at that show in a little bit of a way of like a Hunter S. Thompson or. uh uh, mm-hmm. You know, these sort of journalists that go and get in the middle of it and they go explore their cultures and they just, you know, they drink a bunch of, you know, drinks mm-hmm. and they sit back and they try crazy foods and they, you know,
1: it's not about it's Ernest this. Hemingway, right? Yeah. And those sadly, guys, yes. Ernest Hemingway. Scenes. Yeah. Hunter S. Thompson uh-huh. and Anthony Bourdain, all same characters and all revered by people in the, the you left. know, in the, on the left and in the press they all committed suicide yeah yeah they all committed suicide well it's a weird thing i think you're chasing something you are that's not real
2: right like i mean you're kind of always looking for the crazy chicken foot food that's going to taste better than the last chicken foot food that you had Mm -hmm. so whatever spider you're about to eat is going to be the one thing that puts you over the top in the greatest food of all time and so you're kind of chasing something without you're chasing that night right night it's a great food great drinks great friends that's a night that's fun there's nothing wrong with a night like that necessarily Mm -hmm. but it's you know, if that's what you're chasing as your
1: life goal, I think it's, it's got to be somewhat empty. I think the only one who has conquered this that I know of that could have been this way, who lived this kind of life, is, um, is uh, Anderson Cooper. I mean, the reason why he goes and travels around is because he's trying to, you know, solve the, the riddle in his head, you know, on his, his father and his brother's death. You know, I'm not going to, I'm capable of defending myself. I'm capable. I can go anywhere and I will survive. I will survive no matter what is thrown my way. That's, that's the demon that he wrestles with. And that's why he would go out all the time. But he is able to then stop Mm -hmm. and be at home and be a normal person. I mean, you know, Ernest Hemingway wasn't able to do that. Well, if you combine a real clinical depression
2: with this, you know, sort of world. I feel like it's got to be, and it turns into it a possible. really dark place. I guess
3: I haven't so cool. seen many people discuss whether or not he had, you know, real. No,
1: they dark all said demons. he was. I, no, I, no, they said yeah. that he was happy and.
2: Yeah. Well, I, they said he was happy. I, I have seen he's talked about depression and alcoholism and things like that in the past. I mean, I don't know what hmm. stage he was in with that stuff now. But I mean, he's. I mean, the the show is was pretty successful for them. I
1: think and. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, so. <laughs> You're not losing another alcoholic. There's not a problem there, though. You know, those alcoholics, they're just glad a, you're an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Well, other than me, <laughs> and you're the one. Those other, one. <laughs> I'm the one that I'm the one that is different. <laughs> I'm the one that's different. So, Pat, what's on your mind before we uh, uh, let you uh, scoot off to your own, you know, radio um, extravaganza? Well, I'm uh, about to talk about uh, uh, the West Alabama prohibition
3: on harsh text messages. Wait, wait! Wait! What? Hold it! What? The West Alabama University has banned harsh text messages. Can
1: I tell you something? I think this that is,
3: includes like all caps. This,
1: this is crazy. This is you know how Send the a frowny face. You know how the left has always said, "Oh, you know these parochial schools that are cracking mm-hmm. down, and you can say this, and you can't say that, and you can't live this way." But they're doing it. Yeah, they're doing mm-hmm. it. Har. What is a harsh text? And who
3: do Yeah, who decides? I guess the West University, West Alabama University Administration does. Uh, but if I send you a poop emoji, is that too harsh? <laughs> I, <laughs> does it
1: have eyes that are kind of blinking? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's fine. It's okay. Well, yeah. It's not harsh? Okay. Yeah. You if send it, it to me with the eyes like squinty, like it's angry. Then like that's it's an angry piece yeah. of poop. Right. Then I'm. <laughs> right. Then I'm uh, right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. If your tummy hurt before the the angry piece of poop, then, then yeah. that's harsh. Right. I, you know, how about we teach our kids how to deal with a little bit of adversity instead? I I know we're we're trying to stop the bullying thing and I'm all about that. I hate bullying. But uh banning harsh text messages I will tell not you,
1: helpful. I am in the middle of writing uh the uh our next book which is um uh addicted to outrage. And I'm really having a hard time mm. on on one thing because I'm trying to say look, here's why the addiction is happening. This is why it's really bad you don't want to be a part of that but it but it i don't want it i don't I have to be really careful because i'm not saying let's all just get along your outrage many times is justified yeah it really is justified yeah so it's not like hey we all just gotta not not uh, be addicted to outrage it's that we also have to toughen up mm-hmm. we have to be kind mm-hmm. and toughen up
3: we've talked about it many times we've got to stop the the participation trophy mentality we got, we got to stop dumbing down curriculum and stop changing uh, the whoa, grading whoa, system whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa,
1: whoa, please it's a little harsh
3: so, i'm sorry wow. it's a little harsh I'm sorry
2: what kind of emoji did you send with that message
3: you just said i sent a smiley face oh okay gosh. just to oh. soften the blow okay. yeah cuz that would have been I'm sending too
1: harsh you, uh, i just sent you some poop
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh,
1: no. Yeah. no but it was smiling. Heard. It was oh, smiling. Oh, smiling. Okay. Was smiling. Right. okay. Good. Is it Good.
2: possible that these colleges are just looking for something to do? Because with Corey Gardner banning birth control, the sex on <laughs> no, campus, you're not spending it. as much time right. with that.
1: That's no. right. Mm-hmm. I heard an interview on TV where the woman was asking, you know, how this happened. Here, Can you play a piece of that? They're, they're all out.
2: Did you try the corner market?
1: Of course.
0: <laughs> Grocery store?
1: Sold out. Drug store? Come on. So everyone
2: sold
0: out of condoms. Hmm. How did this happen?
1: Corey Gardner banned birth control, mm-hmm. and now it's all on us guys. Mm-hmm. And you uh, can't find mm-hmm. a condom anywhere. Mm. Nowhere. And the pill was just the start. Yeah. The Pell grants my little brother was counting on for college, <sighs> Corey cut them. Oh no. Climate change—that everyone knows—is weirding our weather. Corey flat out denies it. Sweet pea. Corey Sweetpea. denies Sweetpea. science. I Come forgot on. about that. I this love guy that. has no idea what's going on <laughs> in the real world. <laughs> Oh, they do. Sweet Pea. Sweet pea. Don't let Corey's world become your world. Vote by mail today or vote in person November 4th. unbelievable, Sweet Pea. Oh, out of the oh,
3: They didn't keep him out. out and brethren. now, all right, that's look enough. what happened.
1: That's all right, Look what happens. Come on, Sweet Pea. Okay, toots. <laughs> uh, Isn't that amazing? It's it's trying to appeal to progressives in the middle. Sweet Pea.
2: I know. So hey, ridiculous. sweetheart.
1: Hey, Tootsie
2: Pants. Worst ads of all time. Every time <laughs> so I hear Cory Gardner, he does. Any, I will say this, it's worked to the point that I completely associate him with banning birth control, even though he hasn't done anything yeah. like that. <laughs> it <has> worked. <laughs> he has a bill. Any bill he proposes, like, uh, it's uh, Cory Gardner, and it's like, oh, it's gotta be about banning it's gonna birth It's gotta be control. up to us <laughs> guys,
1: and you can't find a condom anywhere. <laughs> all right, uh let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it is car shield i have to tell you car shield has uh, has saved me a buttload of money and hassle and it'll do the exact same thing for you if your car breaks down you're going to get hit with a huge repair bill if that stupid little light a check engine goes off you're probably going to get hit with a repair bill when when you go in uh, and just change your oil. Has has anybody ever walked up and they're like, well, we also... And you just immediately break out in a cold sweat. And you're like, you also what? You you found a bunch of money in my engine? What? <laughs> just happened to me. I was,
2: I was at a store, like just, just same exact thing. They I had, I had basic thing I was getting done. And they started that mess. Just like, oh, no. What yeah. are they going to say? $25,000
1: $25, for what? CarShield, Get your car covered. Carshield.com. I want you to call carshield.com uh, right now at 1-800-CAR6100. 1-800-CAR6100. Mention the promo code Beck or visit carshield.com. Promo code Beck. That's promo code Beck at carshield.com. Deductible may apply. We have something coming up next on Venezuela. Imagine a darkness, something darker and scarier than the deepest parts of the ocean. Darker than that awful darkness of space, the darkness of night, a house shackled by darkness because there isn't any electricity and there hasn't been for months. But then again, that's not the dark I'm talking about. The real dark is the dark part that lives inside of you, the things that you now have to do on a daily basis. Just to stay alive. Around the corner, you hear the bestial shouts from a Caracas jail. The prisoners have taken over, at least that's what you hear. They feel they can do a better job of controlling themselves than whoever has been doing it lately. It was a hundred years ago that this country was lavished in wealth. Not too long ago... You too were rich. You were healthy in that chubby 19th century Russian diplomat way. You ate well. You probably ate too much. Black turtle beans and fried bananas. Asado negro. You drool just thinking of the tender shredded beef and the carrot and oregano tinged broth. (sighs) You strode through steakhouses on special occasions. You ate T bones like a Texan. You, you drank Chilean wines, Malbec from Argentina. Occasionally, a glass of cognac. Not because you were a drunk, but because you could. Because you enjoyed the sprouting goodness that life had to offer. Man, that life, it seemed like it was never going to end. Now look at yourself. You're a bag of bones bones jutting out like false teeth. At times, you think about all the energy you waste just breathing. What happened? Now you can barely afford a single egg, one egg. Eggs that fall out of the backsides of chickens and I can't afford it? Your mouth quivers at the thought of a fried egg tender. So tender it pops open with just the prod of a fork oozing onto the fried papaya and rotisserie chicken. You've lost 120 pounds since it all started going to hell. And now you're in it firmly. You weren't rich, you were middle class, lower middle class even. That's just how good things used to be. Although there was always the cinder block hovels that you can see from the plane as you land in Caracas. Now it is spread. The office where you used to work as an accountant is now empty, abandoned, overtaken by squatters. People like you who lost everything, who limp a little more each day toward their death. Men all in black now patrol the streets with shotguns, black bulletproof vests, and black tarp-like shirts and black pants, black military boots. People hamper cars in the street because there's nowhere to go. Nothing to do. Gasping a bit, you rest below a crucifix statue, the left tilting head of Christ emblazoned in a soft and sad light, the burnished rise of daylight breathing into a new day. Looking at Christ, perhaps for the first time you understand suffering. You understand his defeated look the look of hopelessness and violence and death, the hopelessness of surrendering and surrendering until it stops mattering. You hope, you have that one hope left that all things will change, but you really hope that just anything begins to change. It was all so promising at the beginning, Everybody was going to be able to live the high life. And now, only a handful are. And they are the ones that live behind the gates. This, you think to yourself, this is the socialist utopia they promised all of us as Venezuelans? As you sit there under the statue, you begin to... Replay it all in your mind and wonder, where are all those Americans, those celebrities, those from Hollywood that praised our leaders and helped convince us that this was the road to prosperity? I wonder what they're eating tonight. Glenn Beck, Mercury.